1: It is post-game show time, which means <laughs> we're going to talk Notre Dame-Cow. What a wild day. But uh, Notre Dame went out, got the W, uh, beat Cow 24-17, first win of the Marcus Freeman-era, fellas. And uh, interesting game. You know, Vince, you and I had a lot to talk about as we were, uh, you know, discussing everything we saw today. And – the comment that i came away with vince that i said to you and i'll say to everyone here is the biggest thing for me is this is the best feeling after a game for two reasons one is as vince said to me it's a whole lot better to work on stuff after a win and number two this was this was a game to me where guys i felt like there was all the stuff that happened today was correctable stuff it was sure. execution stuff that's you know that some of it they fixed in game like early on first pass pro give up a sack on a four-man pressure of a Mike fire you're like here we go again didn't happen again they cleaned it up right right? Run right game was better dropped passes missed reads blown blown contain all the type of stuff that can be fixed but what we saw today was a team that came out and played with a lot of fire and a team that played with a lot of passion and that is a good sign guys because this team was backed up against the wall and we wondered how are they going to come out and there's a lot to fix with this football team Oh yeah, from an execution standpoint, from a fundamental standpoint. But I felt really good about the game plans that both used and implemented in the game. And I also felt like this team came out and played with some attitude. And so there's a lot of things we're going to address today about concerns coming out of this game, but this team grinded out a win today. And it was Mm -hmm. sloppy and there was a lot of mistakes, but – when the offense needed to step up and make plays, they did. When the defense needed to step up and make plays, for the most part, they did. Now, they weren't perfect, you know, because, you know, offense goes down and scores and the defense gives one right back up. But late in the game, when they needed to make plays, they made plays, you know, Fosky sack and all those type of things. Uh, then also the silly penalties almost got them back in it, right? Yeah, yeah. But the fact is, is, they did what they needed to do and they controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. That is without question something that happened today. That's a good step in the right direction. And that's all today was, right, guys? It was a really good step in the right direction. It is not as all as well. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to fix. But Vince, to your point, man, I'd I much rather be here today talking about you need to fix this, this, and this after you've got your W than, than what we've experienced the last two weeks.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply need to hire. You need indeed.
1: Everyone should start their day with a great cup of coffee. And for my family, that means the latest blend from trade coffee. My wife loves trade coffee. And when my parents were in town for the Notre Dame season opener, I turned them on to Trade Coffee as well. Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee we got from Trade was superb. My wife is very picky with her coffee. I've told you that before, so I trusted Trade Coffee and had her fill out their quiz. They sent us three different blends, and they batted a 1,000. We received the Holmes Blend from Sparrow Coffee in Michigan, the Big City French Roast from Joe Coffee in New York, and the Black Velvet from Atomic Roasters in Massachusetts. That's our collection, and trust me, we're adding to it. But if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus shipping at drinktrade.com slash irish that's drinktrade.com slash irish for 30
2: dollars off try it out today well oh, look i mean look notre dame was in desperate need of a win right i mean that bo- bottom line they needed a win and they needed a win bad and frankly i didn't care how they got it as long as they got a win and it was definitely in doubt at times throughout the game today right and and mm-hmm. You you know, another thing that you and I talked about and when the game was over was that if, you know, if Drew comes out a little bit more, you know, executes a little bit better at the beginning of the game, this game is really not even all that close. Mm -hmm. You know, he missed some some wide open passes. I I thought the game plan that Tommy Reese put together was instituted so that he would get comfortable quick. And he, it was almost like he's like, I don't need to get comfortable. I'm just not going to be comfortable. Like, stop. You know, mm-hmm. I, it just like he was bucking against the let's get comfortable thing. And uh, I don't know. It was it was uh, it was rough sledding at first, but I really like mm-hmm. how both sides of the ball responded in the second half. That yeah. was key. I mean, and it wasn't even a game plan type of thing. I mean, they kind of. Ch- I, I feel like they did change the offensive game plan a little bit just because Pine wasn't connecting the way he needed to early on. So they went to more of a running attack and things like that. But in the second half, you know, specifically up front, both lines just, you know, took over this game. You know, when Notre Dame can come out and score in the first three drives, that was fantastic. I didn't like how they ended it, you know, offensively. That was frustrating to me, the way they ended it. I felt like I wanted them to go down and get another score and just, you know, end this game. And they couldn't do it. And they kind of left the defense hanging out to dry a little bit some dumb penalties and things like that. But I like what I saw from the offense specifically up front in the second half. So that was very promising. Oh, um,
3: I, I was just going to say that. I'm you, Ryan. I, we've, we've already kind of <laughs> let off. So go around the clock. My apologies. You know, I, I was just going to say that for me, Vince, I, I, I really felt like early on in the game, the offense was fully structured to getting – drew pine in, in sync, like you kind of said, right? Like they were trying to get him in rhythm. And then as they were struggling in the first half, they kind of came out of the second half and were more of a, like, let's get bully ball going a little bit, you know, like it's, it's, we got to kind of chase the script a little bit. Right. So I, I think that there was a lot of good moments. And I actually thought Tommy Reese called a pretty good game. If I'm being honest, like there was some pigeonholing. We'll definitely as far get to as- that.
1: We'll definitely get to that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the offense and the defense, but yeah, it's, it's kind of go big picture right now. Yeah, so please continue. <laughs> Ryan, are okay. you there? Is he gone? I think I think Ryan is paused out. Ryan, Ryan is frozen. Okay, maybe Ryan is frozen now and can't hear us. So um, we are having some stream yard issues tonight, everybody. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not our connections, it's a StreamYard issue. So, uh, stream yard for whatever reason, all three of us have different, have bad signals right now. So I uh, hope that odd. gets corrected yeah. here. Uh, and Ryan's in Jersey where Vince, it could be explained. Vince and I are in the same neighborhood. So it could say, Hey, not a <laughs> good sell. But yeah. Ryan's in Jersey. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm not quite sure what, what the issue is. So, yeah. uh, but we'll get Ryan back here, here pretty soon. So, uh, you know, Vince, I mean, you know, look, man, there's not a, there's other than special teams. There's not a phase of this game today that doesn't need to improve. Oh, absolutely. But, but you know, to, to the point you make, and I and I think Ryan was going to go there too, man. This team came out and played played
2: really, really hard tonight, yes. um, or Agreed. today, and that's you know, and that's huge you know. because and and like you said, the mistakes were correctable, and I be, I believe that I, I I think they are correctable. And again, like you said, it's so much easier to correct things when you're working with a W them with an L and you know, they rose up at the end, you know, and and I have to say, I was very nervous when Cal gets the ball on the seven yard line with one drive left. I looked, (laughs) I looked at both of you and I, I, both you and Sean, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. 95 yard drive against Ohio state bad 94 yard Mm -hmm. drive against Marshall bad. Are you kidding me? A 93 yard drive. Is that where we're going with this? Like I, I, and then it almost came to fruition. One less of a hop on on that hail mary, and it was a mm-hmm. completed ninety four yard or ninety three right. yard drive. I'd have lost myself. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I, I they rose up when they had to. They you know they got picks, they got fumble returns, they all got called back,
1: and right. uh,
2: you know so it was definitely frustrating at times. But they they did what they needed to do at the end, and I'll take the win.
1: Here was the thing I'm gonna fuss about the most today. And and here and, and we're again, we're gonna talk a lot of good stuff because again, they gotta win, guys. And and winning Absolutely. is winning is the key here, right? And to me, the problem I had today is take pine away, because pine's, you know, first career start and all that. Take pine away, and we'll sure. talk about him specifically later. The problem that I had is so much of what happened today that was negative was coming from veterans. Yeah. Your your team captain, Jarrett Patterson, whiffs on a Mike fire on the first drive of the game, then gets a false start. I believe, again, it was on third down, but to go to it again. So you're in third and nine, and then you get two false yeah. starts in a row. You have a senior, your starting center gets a false start. You're facing third and one. Your fifth-year senior wide receiver gets a false start. How does a wide receiver get a false start third right. and one?
4: Seriously. Lorenzo
1: Styles is not a veteran, so we'll talk about his mistake later. Yeah, you know, you've got J.D. Bertrand, a senior returning starter, gets a stupid penalty late in the game. I mean, yeah. the guy, the guy clearly was bringing his hands. Up. You knew he wasn't getting the ball, and
2: it was it way. Was, I mean, it was
1: it was way, way overhead. overhead. It was yeah. unnecessary and just dumb. You know, Cam Hart blows a coverage early in the game, and 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 I'll have a, a, a critique of coach criticism of Coach Freeman, and and I think today we saw some of his head coach youthfulness pop up in a couple of situations during the game but if you look at you know Isaiah Foskey losing contain there was a, a DJ Brown with the personal foul at the end of the game this wasn't young guys making mistakes right right these were veterans making mistakes and and that's a that's a continuing that's the one continuation of what we've seen in each of the first three games that's very troublesome for, to me and something that coach Freeman needs to look in the and, and, and kind of look at and say why are our veterans the one you're you're gonna you know Tobias Meriwether played a little bit today, but you're not gonna play him a whole lot. Not throw him the ball because you know you're you don't trust him. So you, you can't trust him to not jump off sides on third and one. You know, or false start. You can't trust him to not run a route. You can't trust him to whiff on three blocks like Joe Wilkins Jr. did today, just whiffing on blocks. Whoa. If he makes I a mean, block on the bad. swing screen to Chris Tyree, gone. He's got. He's. I mean, it's it's at least ten yards.
2: House. And yeah, so or that's a house a big.
1: Call. Yeah, that's a big problem for me, fellas. Is when you you know, you talk about people say undisciplined, like, okay, if Blake Fisher had three false starts and Joe Walton had some false starts and holds and, and, you know, your, your young guys are out there making mistakes. Estime estimates leaning forward and getting a, you know, defensively Benjamin Morrison's getting called for holds and personal fouls. It's like, okay, they're young guys are doing dumb things. These are veterans fellows. And I think that's one, one concern that I have on the flip side. And I want to get everybody's thoughts on this. We have we have been very frustrated, big picture, of the fact that Notre Dame's best players were not making plays. And in the second half of this game, Notre Dame's dudes stepped up and played like dudes for the most part. And I think that was another good sign for me.
5: Sean, how are you, man? How are you guys doing today, <laughs> man? <Good. laughs> was, was it better was than it, a week ago? Was it tougher on you in person than it was for us by TV? No, I mean, I just kind of assumed that things
1: were not going to go well. So I was pleasantly surprised they did. You know, so it's like, well, they're going to give up a score here. Like there was like how many times, Vince, in this game that I look at you like, well, this is about to happen. And that's exactly they're about to run outside zone here for a big play. And uh, like there's a play they got out leverage. And you're just I just I just assumed bad stuff was going to happen. So when it didn't happen, I was like, all right, cool.
2: But it was funny because it was uh, what the fourth down uh, on that last drive. And you're like, if he scrambles for a first down here, he's like, I'm done. And he scrambles for a first down. And <laughs> no, I, I said, at, I
1: said, I'm leaving.
2: Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. That's what it was. And I look at you. I'm like, Are you going? Because I would be if I were
5: you. Like that was.
2: I thought about it.
5: Are you kidding me right it. now? <laughs> From your vantage point, did it look like the cow receiver caught that hail mary? Uh, no. Oh, okay, it I did to so.
2: me. I thought. Yeah. I thought the kid on the ground caught it, and then yeah. that referee came in and was like, No, no. But yeah, yeah I thought. And he if he it.
1: did catch it, fine. Because there had two other catches that set up scores in that game that neither there of them were catches. catches. Yeah, yeah. That was that my was one. Super that was my one critique of Coach Freeman, where we saw yes. his lack of head coaching experience hurt him. Lesson learned. He's got to call. You don't beg the officials for that. And when you see that they're not going to give it to you, you got to call timeout.
5: Call timeout yeah, and have true.
1: that. You know, have that. Uh, you know, have that reviewed. At Do that you point think he timeout.
5: didn't because he was upset? Because remember, he was ticked off because the defense had to waste a timeout. Well, he was Early actually
1: yelling that. at – we saw him. He was yelling at the official that yes. he didn't – he was yelling at the official to review it. So we're I'm looking at Coach Freeman on, on the first one, Sean, not mm-hmm. the second one. He never got to the point where he was reviewing – at because the second one, they just kind of went. The second one looked like a catch, and I didn't see until after the review that it wasn't a catch. Right. Yeah. And so the replay crew sucked. Uh, but the first one we're watching him, Vince and I are watching him and he's yelling at the official, like pointing to like, you know, like you got to review that. So he wasn't yelling at his team. He was yelling at the official. He's right. got to you know, he's got to do that right away. He's got to give a timeout. But again, that's part of the learning experience that you'll 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 hear because, hey, you have control over that now. Right. Like you don't have to wait for head coach to do that. You are right. the head coach.
2: Right. And we, we talked about, like, about the fact that whoever the spotter is for Notre Dame, that's supposed to be like, hey, we need to, you know, call timeout, right. or review this or whatever. He's fired. Yeah. Like (laughs) whoever Whoever your
1: defensive spotter is or or (laughs) review spotter is. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're, they're done. He's looking for different work at this point. Yeah. You're getting moved to a different office that doesn't require you to make quick decisions. (laughs) Um, You know, but, but I think today, guys, one thing else, we saw a team that had to handle some adversity today at different times. And I thought they handled it well and, and, and got the win. So let's first talk offense, fellas. I want to go into the offense. And and Ryan, I'm going to let you start because you started to bring this up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the things I wrote about. It was not executed very well, but Tom, other than get Tobias Merriweather the football, Tommy Reese did everything that we asked him to do this week from a game plan and play calling standpoint.
3: I I thought so. I mean, like again, he, before I got cut out before, like it's something where you could tell that the game plan early on was Let's get Drew Pine comfortable, which mm-hmm. is what the game plan should have been early on, was right. let's get Drew Pine comfortable. Surprisingly, Brian, they were had a lot more success running the ball inside without kind of softening those edges comparatively mm-hmm. to like I was talking the other day, right? Like I thought they were going to have to kind of hit the corners a little bit and then soften the middle, but they really, well, when they I flipped they the throws,
1: I think they did though, Ryan, because er, now they didn't hit throws,
3: but early in the game they were hitting the slides,
1: they were hitting the outside throws, like stuff was there outside, and I think Cal reacted to that. Early mm-hmm. on, which then opened up some of the stuff for Chris Tyree. Yeah, but I
3: just, yeah, I, just I, I just thought early on you were going to kind of see some outside zones, some jet sweep, something, just some outside action, some, some, mm-hmm. just some buck sweep, whatever, something, something mm-hmm. that was just kind of kind of soft in those quarters. But I mean, give the offensive line some credit, man. I thought they, yeah. I mean, there was improvement that needs to happen. Obviously, there's always improvement that needs to happen for offensive line, but yeah. they played a much tougher game, right? Like they competed, yep. they got physical with them. I mean, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. But I really yeah. thought that they kind of played with a with a little bit of a pissed-off demeanor today, which mm-hmm. was nice to see. When they had yeah. kind of had their back against the wall and they knew that the passing game was probably not going to be a, a, the bread and butter today, they were <laughs> like, okay, we need to get downhill and go after these guys. And yeah. I felt like they had success in there. And, and I thought Tommy Reese did going to do a good job mixing in the slides and the screens and some easy stuff to try to get Drew comfortable. Yeah. It's just – There's some limitations which are in the game. I mean, let's call it what it
1: is. Here's basically what his first several first and second down plays were. You know, you had a a bootleg on the first play of the game where Lorenzo Styles is open and he just throws Mm -hmm. it into the ground. Next play, he runs a little slip screen to Chris Tyree, which I didn't think those screens were going to work against Kyle. And they did. So kudos to them. Uh, and they did some stuff motion and movement wise to kind of keep one thing they did a great job of, Ryan, which we talked about yesterday, was the they did a lot to mess with the eye discipline of the of the linebacker shovels. Yep. They did run some shovels. They ran a couple to to Braden Lindsay that got positive yards. Second drive. Uh, I forget what Vince, I forget what they did on the, the first play. I, they went outside and some something bad happened. Uh, on the first play, they oh, it was the uh, it was inside zone or off tackle, they got minus two. So that didn't work uh, yeah. then they ran a yeah. quick throw outside, then a swing route to Chris Ty- to audric Estime, right? Then drive That's three, it. they ran a boot with a slide, uh, to Michael Mayer that he threw into the ground. Another perimeter play, next play counter. Uh, then they had a seam throw on third nine, and Michael Mayer's wide open, and Drew just sails it. And oh. so then you him. go to yeah, yeah, exactly. Then you go, um. You go. Know, your next series is when you kind of started getting into some situations where they started moving, putting a little bit more in between the tackles. But I thought they did a nice job of using eleven and twenty-one personnel early, which did spread Cal out and force Cal to go to more nickel, which I think Ryan opened up some of that inside run stuff. And then as they yeah. wore him down, so it was really interesting. First half, Auburn had one carry for six yards. Mm -hmm. It's at one carry. He had one catch for seven yards. Mm -hmm. And then Chris Tyree gets a lot of the touches. He had 33 rushing yards, 35 passing yards, which is what we said we wanted to see. And then the second half, they use Tyree to then set up Estime, And then Estime had a bulk of the carries in the second half. So I thought the way that they used the two backs today was, was really, was really smart. And I'm going to say this two best play calls of the day today both involved the, using the other running back to set up the other running back. And they mm-hmm. were two huge game-changing plays. First one was the first touchdown pass to Chris Tyree. They're 21 personnel. They had Tyree on the left, and he was cheated up a little bit. And then right before the snap, they sent Audric Estime to that side on like that boom motion where he sprints outside. That forced that safe field safety. Daniels. I think it was Daniel Scott, Ryan. I think Has so. to cut downhill, and that leaves Tyree now as the number four receiver to that side. In an ISO against the linebacker, and, and no chance for a touchdown. And then the second time, second half, they had Tyree or uh, estimate to the left, and then put Chris Tyree out in into trips, mm-hmm. and then ran that angle route, and that was the best ball Drew all day through all day. He just fit that sucker in there. Estimate catches it, and he it looked like he was ready to like try to run somebody over, but just got too ahead of himself <laughs> and fell down.
2: It was great. Uh, those That's funny.
1: calls, were—we have not seen that kind of creativity all year. Like this, mm-hmm. looked like from a play-calling standpoint, October, November of 2021, Tommy Reese. And I had yeah. to ask myself, uh, part my language, but where the hell was this the first two games? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this was what we thought Tommy Reese was going to be. And if imagine what it would look like if Drew actually executed the the stuff in the first half today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I thought the game plan was really good, uh, you know, and and he called a game plan that suits, at, at the very least, it suits Drew Pine today on September 17th. Sure. Okay. I think Drew is going to get better as time goes on. I think you mean he,
1: they're just not who they are in game three, vents.
2: <laughs> no, especially oh. when it's a first-time starter,
1: right, quarterback. A quarterback. him and I listening to the press conference afterwards. Oh, my gosh.
2: Terrible question. But anyway, so I – I will give Tommy Reese. Look, we we banged him for the you know the last two weeks on yeah. on, his, on his you know so but we have to be fair and that his yeah. game plan was actually really good and I really thought good. that he he was bringing along Drew Pine very very well even at the beginning when Drew wasn't executing. Now he laid into him when he wasn't yeah. executing and <laughs> he Arthur should Steven- have. He should him. have. I have no problem with that. No problem with that. People are like, "Oh, they're going to show him yelling at him and using the f word." <laughs> it's football. Okay, I mean, I'm G- sure, get over yeah. it, man. Like, yeah. I, I'm sorry, he needed to get his butt chewed. If I'm Jack Swarbrick, that- though, somebody else is getting their butt chewed this week, and it's somebody from it's- NBC. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you see Drew on the phone. You can tell he's getting yelled at. Let's not put right. Tommy on camera, right. okay? Right, right. Uh, But, but anyway. I, I was very impressed with the game plan and I was also impressed with the adjustments at halftime mm-hmm. because they, they realized and and granted the, o, the O-line responded by kicking some tail, but three drives, three scores, you know, they're running it down their throat and they're asking Drew to just throw some short stuff, you know, not necessarily push the ball deep. They don't need to do that. That's not where he was today. Now, Moving forward, somebody was talking about, I just don't understand why they're not doing play action. I get that, and eventually, I think that they will get to that, but they still can't. respect your run, right? Exactly, <laughs> 100%. So, I was totally fine with the gameplay. I looked at you at one point, I was like, Hey, get ready for 12 straight runs, you know, on this drive. And you're like, I'm cool with that as long as they put it into the end zone. I said, yeah. Me too, and boom, 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 they put it in the end right. zone after that. So. I, I was cool with the way things went, and the kids executed right. it in the second half, and that's even bigger. Right,
3: Brian, you know what else I really liked was you already mentioned it a little mm-hmm. bit, but Daniel Scott, I thought, had an argument to being the best defensive player for Cal. I thought they made him pretty uncomfortable in a lot of yeah. this game, man. Like They got him in a lot of man-to-man coverage. I mean, even a couple balls that you saw to Michael Mayer that were competed, yep. like you mentioned the little seam ball where he kind of mm-hmm. had the outside fake and then going up the seam. They yeah, made him look pretty bad in the angle route to estimate, right? Kind of working in man coverage. He's more a kid that wants to kind of work exactly. from depth. And, and he wants to, and, he's their run guy. Yes. That's
1: yes. the thing. They put yep. him in situations where he had to focus on the pass, which yep. then took him out of run defense. And that was a really good usage of personnel. And the other thing, we didn't see a ton of 12 personnel in the first half. A lot mm-hmm. of 11 and 21 spread in the field. Then the second half, they came out a little bit 11 and 21 and then moved the chains once they got – that personal foul. So, I mean, so Notre Notre Dame caught a couple of breaks today too, right? You got a personal foul on third and four. You had the offsides on the the the, the field goal, right, dude? I'll take what I, that'll that tr- that's a, I'll say that's a trade off for the no calls they had on the other ones, you know. And so, um, you know, to me, guys, I thought once they started to get some lean, then you saw, uh, you started to see. Notre Dame then go 12, 13, and really lean right. on Cal. And that's where they were able to kind of really put the game, really get things going on offense.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I agree. Sean, I want to get your opinion on first half versus second half as far as kind of how the offense was working and, and things like that. What, what were your takeaways, kind of first half versus second half?
5: Well, my theme for this week was pretty much this game is not about Cal. This is about Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. If Notre Dame shows up, they should win this game. And if they play up to their capabilities, they don't have to play a perfect game. Just play a semblance of your game and you'll win this game. I thought they would win it comfortably. If they showed up in the first quarter, they probably would have won it comfortably. (laughs) Offensively. Agreed. I mean, there are some things to take away from it. The first half for me was simply about, you know what? I take that back. I was about to say something, and this is what I want to say. And I think Brian mentioned it. I'm extremely pleased. With what I saw in the first half, because the thing that stood out the most is that this team had every right to start pouting and fold after that start in the first quarter. Every right to feel like, here we go. Here we go again. And the leaders stepped forward and said, no, not today. They did. They stepped forward and said, not today. And they got better. In my opinion, their second quarter was better than the first. I thought the third quarter was better than the second. You know, I didn't like that drive in the third quarter right after you take the lead. Like you have to shut them down. Mm-hmm. You, you just wore them out. You have to get that tired defense right back on the field and wear their butts out again and go up double digits. But the defense comes away. They can't third down because they got pressure pretty much from the edge all day. Yeah. So I don't know what they have to talk about and what Al Washington has to do with his interior rushman. Not to give those lanes and then the linebackers being so far down the field in coverage that nobody's reacting to a scrambling quarterback. Hopefully, they'll solve that before they face North Carolina. Hey, Sean,
1: can I ask you a question? Because yeah. um, you saw it on the TV copy. I'm yes. going to go back and watch it. I watch a lot of the secondary at the game and then watch the, the line play a little bit afterwards. Did you feel it was the interior guys or were the edge guys kind of getting too wide? Uh, what you, know, you think was because I thought and, sometimes it was a little bit of both.
5: This is interesting because I remember after the last week I was talking to Ryan and I said, yo, does it seem like Foskey and the edge guys are kind of being held back? They're not firing off like I would expect them to fire off and turn in the corner. Mm-hmm. And today they looked like they were being fired out of a rocket, turning the corner and coming after the quarterback. And maybe it was a sense of they were finally taking off the leash. And a couple of times they went a little bit too far in their depth, in their rush, and allowed the quarterback to get up. But there were just too many lanes, and the interior guys didn't react enough and shadow enough, in my opinion, that when he was forced to step up in the pocket to be able to react and at least trip him up or hold him to a short game. But then, you know, where are your linebackers? Uh, I don't know if they were in – were they in man-to-man coverage
1: on those plays? Some of them, yes. But others, the linebackers just showed no route I know.
5: I, I, I had a problem with Maris Leofield, one of those. Yeah. It's like you're supposed to blow that little running back up. You're yeah. coming out there. They blow him up. Blow him up. You don't stop right. your feet and dance with them. Blow up and make the tackle. Like, what are you doing? So those are some of the things that you work on and you improve. But Vince, yeah. look, I thought they got better as the game went on. Yeah. And especially in the trenches, I thought that defensive line responded in the fourth quarter multiple times when they were put to the test. Starting with – oh, look, let me tell you something, man. And, Ryan, you would love this. I I don't know what got into uh, Jacob Lacey this week, but he must have been watching film or Aaron Donald this week because he was coming with (laughs) swim moves, (laughs) spin moves, counters, everything he had in his arsenal. He Look, maybe you want to blame Fosky's slow start. And blame Al Washington for that. You got to give Al Washington some credit for well, what his, he's for his boys day. his boys played today. I mean, look,
1: they didn't execute perfectly. They played today. I want to. I want to. Before we go fully into defense, I do want to go back to the offense because there's a couple things that really bothered me today that I want to talk about. The blocking of the Notre Dame wide receivers today, especially Joe Wilkins Jr., was brutal. Was it that bad?
5: It
2: was brutal. He was like he was was running up and just kind of maybe trying to drop a shoulder in an open field blocking situation. Like that will
1: never work. It was not good. (laughs) It was not good. And then you know, like Lorenzo dropping that cross. Like they just they just were not they were not they were in a funk today. You know, and then Braden Lindsey, like I, I don't fought the drop on him. That was a bad ball. He actually did a I thought he did a good job of not letting it get picked off the sure. the, the, the the one incompletion Drew had. But, but dude, you're a fifth-year senior man. You cannot get a false start on the third and one. No you just can't. I mean, it's just it was like Jared Patterson, dude. You're 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 a captain. Did he was it on third down again today, Vince? Yes. When he got that third down. He's yes. now two weeks in a row. You're on. You're on the other team side of the field, mm-hmm. and your your senior fifth year senior captain who's slamming his helmet down and ripping his jersey off is is giving up uh, a false start. Now, it, it, what I'll say is watching Jarrett Patterson struggle as a blocker today. From what I saw, I, I'll say again, uh, he shouldn't be out there. Right? They put they rushed him too much. Because he just doesn't seem to have any drive off that off his feet, guys. Like, and that's a now. I'm gonna go back and watch the film. Maybe he played better in some other snaps where I saw him play, but I just I saw him stalemating a lot today. What I thought that the line did a good job of, though, is I thought they moved their feet really well today. And Sean, I don't know if you noticed that or Ryan, if you guys noticed that watching it on TV, but I really felt the drive from the line against a big physical cow front seven. I thought was was one of the highlights of the game. Because, Ryan, the one thing you and I said that they we didn't think they could do was just come out and push this Cal team around. And I wouldn't say it was like a vintage Notre Dame ground attack. I mean, they finished like a, what 160-some rushing yards or something like that, right? But uh, it was definitely a much improved physicality where you feel like you now have something to build on for future weeks. So I don't know if you guys felt the same, uh, the guys watching it on TV, Sean and Ryan.
3: Well, I would say this, Brian. I mean, when you consider the fact that Notre Dame did not have the threat of the pass, I thought the offense line got tremendous push. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's a very one dimensional approach, especially in the second half, right? Like, people knew you were running the football. Vince, what did you say? Sure. You, you were like, at one point, like, we're going to run the ball 12 times in a row, right? Like, that's how it felt. <laughs> yes. And the defense kind of did
1: because the only passes were like little slide routes, Ryan. You know what I mean? Like they ran a couple of like runs. Picks, I mean, Vince, Vince took. He's like, look, they threw it behind the line. That counts as a run. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> I have to be
3: right. I'm
1: wrong, continue, I'm wrong all the Ryan. time
2: at home. I, I need to at really least continue, right, Ryan. <laughs>
3: so, sorry. Well, no, I, I mean, it, it was just my. It was just the whole point, basically, Brian, is the fact that like you knew what was coming, and Notre Dame still had enough physicality and enough kind of yeah. what to in the run game to get a lot of push and. I felt like early on, the interior offensive line had a rough start again, right? But I feel like in the second half, when you were letting them get downhill, drive, be physical, I felt like they really had a lot of improvements yeah. today in the second yeah. half.
1: And I felt also, guys, that every time they got into a short-yarded situation, they pushed them. Yep. They did. They yeah. pushed them. You know, again, it wasn't perfect. You had a guy shoot through on Audrick Estime's touchdown run. He had to leap over the guy. But I thought overall, it, again, it, it was – did the offensive line play great today? No, uh, because of what the standard that we have for what great offensive line sure. plays in their name. Did they play a lot better? Yes, and they played hard. And I thought, I really thought this was going to be a long day on the first drive. When they just let that Mike Fire come through, they literally rushed four guys and just let a guy run through on top. Right. Like, and it wasn't even. Again. Like, but it was the, just... For the most part, the pass pro the rest of the game was really good. Like really good, I thought, and and to the point where Pine was able to step up, and Pine had his own scramble plays today because they weren't able to get off the Notre Dame blockers to get to him. Right. So I thought, I thought the offensive line played a really good game, not great game, great compared to what they did the first two weeks. Granted,
2: yes, <laughs> but not
1: great for what the standard is, um, you know. But uh, I, I thought Blake Fisher played better today. That was a big one for me. I wanted to see how Blake responded to to really a bad game last week. And I thought he responded
2: well. Well, and there there was a point in the game where the offensive line pushed the defensive front for Cal like five yards upfield on oh, an yeah. obvious run play. Yeah. And Chris Tyree just kind of ran into the back right into of the line and, and picked, picked up five him. yards. I mean, it was just, <laughs> just it, it was just because yeah. they moved the line of scrimmage and you know what? And maybe that's just a small example, but at the same time, we haven't seen that in forever. No. It feels no. like just consistently moving the line of scrimmage, and so that was very nice to see. And I and I will also yeah. say when they were in thirteen personnel at the end, of towards the end of the game, one of their final drives, and they were only be able to pick up one yard, one yard, one yard. I, I was hoping, yeah, for I, I did a little more there, but you know, that's Sean, just me. I, I, Sean and I want to because
1: Vince and I talked about this. Sean and Ryan, I want you guys' thoughts on this. I know that it's the safe play and you have a lead, but I just kind of feel like the way this team is played, I wanted to see them just run the offense there and yes, and, and go punch it. And maybe, maybe that's just me like needing a statement, but I just felt like you were going to leave Cal with a little bit too much time at that point in time. Like, there, there wasn't, they're only up a score. And without getting a first down, there was no way you could run the clock down enough to where Cal
2: doesn't have a chance right. to go nine yards. Because they had two yeah. timeouts going into yeah. that drive, and Notre Dame got the ball yeah. in about three minutes. Now I'm not right?
1: saying take shots, but keep doing what you're doing. You know, yeah. run the slides, get out of the pocket. You know, do that yes. kind of stuff. Just keep running your offense. I did not like them. Just kind of 13 personnel, run it right up the middle with Cal basically in a bunched alignment. And they could have ran a bootleg on that series and Pine could have walked in, you know, walked f- for 15 yards first for a first down. That's something I, I really didn't like in
5: that game. Well, I, I would think you would never want to give me the controller then, Brian, because I'm always going for it. I'm always <laughs> going put points on the board. No, I'll give you the I control if that's the case, I don't, man. I, mean, I don't shoot. care about wasting your timeouts or making you use your timeouts. But, no, I understood the first down run because they only have one timeout left. Sure. So you go ahead and make them use that timeout. Coming back from that. I did say here's a chance, depending upon the look they give you, to go play action, bootleg, maybe come across with somebody on a crossing route or come across right. again with Lorenzo that was working right. for the majority of the day and give him the opportunity to get the first down. And then the safety comes down on the third down play, and I see them playing Lindsey bump and run, and I'm like, oh, my God they have to take this shot, right? But then, of course, you're like, they're trying to run it out. At that point, I understood. Because at that point, they just want to get the W and they want to do Mm -hmm. everything to try and give them the best chance. Which
1: which I understand. I do do that. I do. But
5: but I'm with you. You know, if you're going to make that decision, you make that decision early and say, okay, we're going to go with a safe pass here to see if we can pick up five or six yards and still force them to use a timeout. And now we're second and four and have two downs to get four yards and pretty much end this game. So a first down probably would have been the time to go play action in that series. And I agree with you. I think they were hovering around, what, four yards per carry before those last three runs? Something yeah, like that.
2: yeah uh, probably, yeah.
5: So, yeah, I, great job with the offensive line. I know one thing. The engagement between Blake Fisher and Harry stand today on TV was really fun to see. Okay, can you? Because we
1: don't watch the TV copy, Sean. So, yeah. did you explain yeah. kind of so, what, what you saw?
5: I know they came off the field after the touchdown series and they showed Harry was sitting down talking to the entire group, but Blake was so engaged. He was talking back to Harry. Okay. Then they were in a, a huddle. Talking back, meaning
1: just communicating? Yeah, yeah, okay. like
5: asking questions. Okay. And then they okay. were standing there in the huddle during a timeout in the second half. And he says something to Harry, and Harry turns to him. And you see Blake like use his hands to like illustrate something like from a technique standpoint. And I'm like, okay, I like this. The young man is engaged like whatever needed to click between him and Harry is happened. And now he's like, okay, I'm thirsty. I want more and they're moving forward. I like the progress, especially with a defensive line that they're going to face next week. That is porous. I'm not going to say they're on the same level as Cal, but you can get – if you can, if you want to line up and run the ball against North Carolina, you can't. You flat out can So. They're not in the same
1: stratosphere as Calc defensively. Yeah. I and mean, their defense is a bit – Yeah.
5: So if you can be physical, you can be physical. Also, I will say this. It's not a good thing to have your two running backs as your leading receivers on the day. That has to yeah. change next week in yeah. my opinion. We can't have that. My question to you guys. Because most people will look – Drew had all day, and I'm like, wait a minute. Are the receivers not open, or is he just unwilling to pull
1: a – lot of times unwilling to throw. Like, they ran a play early where they ran like an angle route, and I'm not sure if it was a tight end or receiver. It was coming over on an end cut, and he's open. I mean, he just wouldn't pull the trigger. Now, they weren't running – they didn't hardly run any deep shots today. Like, it was clear every deep shot was just a clear out. I mean, they were not going to let Drew throw the ball deep, which, okay, whatever. It is what it is. (laughs) But, you know, we'll address that later in the week. But right. there were several times – and, again, I won't say a bunch. There were several times where that was the case. But there was also times, guys, where I pointed to Vince. I was like, are they even trying to get the ball here? Like there was one play where Mayer releases on a vertical route and Styles running across. I'm like, they're running half speed. Mm-hmm. Like they were jogging. The and the only running were slow. slow. They, like yeah. they were slow. They were just coming off like half, half – you know what? and i was like what is going on so the, i didn't think the receivers were super locked in today to be completely yeah. honest with you i really didn't and and i thought i thought lindsay played with the most fire I, I lorenzo got lorenzo didn't look right early but i thought he settled in and started playing better you know he's okay. got to just compete for the ball a little bit more but he settled in you know, made a couple plays there, but the receivers didn't look right today to me. They did not. They did not look great. And I'm gonna say something right now. We talk about freshmen needing to play. After watching the the red zone goal line, thirteen personnel blocking, nine needs to be their second tight end at this yes. point in time. Yes, yeah. I yeah. saw that. It's not even close. Yes, same close of who's a better blocker between him and Kevin Bauman. Same close.
3: And and that was that was like a concern with Eli Raridan, you know, like a little bit. It was like he's like a tall, slender guy that's yeah. kind of filled out his frame, and he has great effort as a run blocker, and he's yeah. a good athlete, right? So like, what's holding him back at this point? No. There's really nothing holding him back. I mean, I think maybe like he doesn't know the whole offense or whatever, but like, seniority, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah.
1: He, he's the, he's the sec he's their best blocking tight end right now. I mean, Michael Mayer again today was just out there in the run game, <laughs> from yeah. what I could tell. You know, but so offensively, guys, a lot to clean up. But I, I, I liked, I, I thought they mixed up their personnel much better today. I loved the movement that they used. We saw Tommy Reese finally getting guys in isolations and doing things to iso certain players. I, if they can build on this, I think the offense will get better because some of the stuff they missed today, like and Drew hit the. Here's the thing, encouraging thing: the throws that Drew just flat whiffed on in the first half, he hit in the second half. The quick mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Now he's got to be willing to pull the trigger down the field. Yes. Like that's the thing he's going to have to do next, but it was enough for today to get it done.
3: Yeah. let's. Move I, well, well, I was Ryan. just going to say, Brian, I think for me, like the offense, it, there are some good things to take away from it, but there is massive improvements that need to happen in the passing game. Cause I think the question is going to be like, how sustainable is that offense that you ran that you right. won with today? Yeah, you know, you know mean, what I mean? It, it's, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, and Freeman said that after the game, he was very clear. Like, this is what we had to do today. Right. Right. And, and I don't think that they thought they were they the way that they called pass plays, I don't think they thought they were gonna get a lot of time to throw the ball today. Mm-hmm. And 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 I felt like Ryan, it was clear that they saw what you and I saw, which I was encouraged by because I don't think they saw it the first two weeks. They <laughs> saw we can out leverage and outrun cow to the perimeter. Yeah. And they did a lot of that today in different ways. Shovel, you know, the shovel jet sweep type thing off the shovel. Uh, you know that they did it off of the slide routes, the under routes, the swing. Route. I mean, they did a lot of things to out leverage or to outrun Cal to the perimeter, which I also think helped open up some of the like because, like Tyree, some of his best runs in the first half were, I mean, cutbacks. He had some really nice mm-hmm. cutbacks today. Now I think the line still has to get a little bit better of initial push early in the game. They weren't getting as much of a good push early as they did in the second half, but you know they were better. Uh But you know, I, I, I think that that's going to have to be – it's going to have – you can't it, – it's not sustainable when you're playing teams. Because, look, first of all, there's several teams that you're going to play from here on out that 24 points isn't going to be good enough to win. Exactly. Yep. Right? So, you know. Not, not the next problem. game. I mean, next no. game day, <laughs> that's your next two most likely. Although, BYU yeah. didn't look super hot today,
3: apparently. Last note, Aldrich Estimate does not look like a fun person to tackle. No. I'll just
2: leave that at that.
3: He was ready to destroy someone on that long pass. Uh, I like
1: exactly. that what happened on that throw. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was like he was loading up and he's like, Boop. oh, yeah. <laughs>
3: his, his mind yeah. got in front of his feet on that one. Yeah, yeah. he was like yeah. – he, yeah. he looked as like, there's dudes between
1: me and the end zone. I'm running someone out of the stadium. <laughs> and he just kind of – you know, got ahead of himself. But he, he was looking. He had bad intentions, fellas, on that particular play when he saw the end zone. And and I got to tell you, it, it wasn't sexy, but I'm going to repeat, I liked how physical they were in short yardage goal line today. I do. I and I also liked that they were willing to throw the ball in in inside the 10 as well. I thought that was great because I thought once they had that long pass to estimate they're going to go right back to the run, and they didn't, they spread him out again and went and, and got an ISO for Mayor. I thought, and what a route by Mayor on that slant,
2: though.
3: Oh my god, he had a couple, he had a couple of those. Man, he ran like,
1: really good routes today, fellas. Yeah, he, just he, did. Look, he, yeah, as, he just didn't get the ball. The thing the ball as
2: bad of a blocker he is, he's that much better as a pass catcher and, and yes. route runner, you know what I mean? Yes. Like just different stratospheres. Yeah, the dude doesn't want to block, like that's the yeah. way I see it because blocking is a – you have to want to be a good yeah. blocker. And it worries me about – I mean, for him personally, it worries me for, like, his future and, and being drafted in the NFL because they're not just going to keep him spread out all the time. They're mm-hmm. going to need him to block. And, you know, Notre Dame can spread him out as much as they want. But, man, is his blocking struggling. It's just it's just not yeah. good at all. But, boy, can he – he is a matchup nightmare in the pass game, though.
6: And yeah,
5: that Mike move he put on the safety
2: in the first half oh. was sweet. Yes, it was. Oh, he set him up
5: nicely over to the find overthrew him. You mean? He, yeah, yeah. he is
2: a Beautiful.
3: he is a ridiculously flexible guy for as big as he yeah. is, yes. man. Like he can get in and out of breaks so well. It's incredible. Yeah, guys, let's transition to the defense
1: because this is the in this is the interesting side of the ball. This, this is um, this is the side that to me had some of the. Like, what are you doing? Plays today? <laughs>
5: Can, we the, backers, y- yeah. Can we start our and linebackers,
1: please? Yeah. And some of please? the some of the like you're okay, this is what we thought we were going to see. We hammered the mess out of the Notre Dame defensive line the last two weeks, really. They were good in the first half. They took the second half over. I mean, absolutely took the second half of the game over. And yes, there were some mistakes, Sean, and you mentioned the D line with the contained stuff, you know, got to get off some of those blocks to get to the quarterback. There's some structural problems there uh, that clearly are are issues in my opinion. Uh, But here's the thing that I will say Uh, in, 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 when the, they they flat out in the second half said, we are going to dominate you at the point of attack. They played hard. They were physical. And I'll say, that in my opinion, and you guys tell me if you disagree with my statement or not, the best position group on the Notre Dame in team today was the interior defensive linemen, all yes. of them. Yes. Chris Smith, there was a play where Chris Smith just came off, took a guard, and just – I think it was Lovell. I think it was the right guard who's 330 pounds. Took him with his left arm and just shoved him into the backfield with one arm. And then Jacob Lacey was a man today. Howard Cross was steady. Jason Adamiola looked like vintage Jason Adamiola when they allowed him to penetrate. There was a couple times still you'd see him get knocked back because they they were asking him to kind of take on blocks. But when they turned those guys loose, the interior of the defensive line today, fellas, dominated the Cal interior. I mean – dominated that was as good of a of a of a unit wide depth chart wide like no matter who went in the field performance and lacy's gonna get a lot of the attention rightfully so Mm because he that spin move he put on the second sack was disgusting that was excellent but the entire interior was tremendous today mm-hmm. and that played a big role in, in the success of this football of this fo- of this defensive football team today, fellows.
3: Well I, I would say this, Brian, I mean you want to talk about sick. Jason had Malola's sack where he kind of hit that little inside move. I was like, oh buddy, yeah, yeah. that's good stuff, man. I know he's yeah. been practicing that stuff in the offseason. So it was nice to see. I, I agree with you. I I don't push back at all. I think the interior defense line played really well. And we're going to get to the linebackers, which was the exact opposite. But I even thought the interior defense line did a good job of just taking up blocks, too, because I thought the linebackers had all day to run. It was just not – Good right. on that second level. But yeah, I agree with you. The interior defensive line was fantastic. Sean, I'm fired up, man. I'm a I'm, right. a, I'm right. I am I am that. very critical of linebacker play, my friend. And this was not
1: oh, great. Okay. It was not great he, was not, great. not go there yet. Blocks. Can
3: we just enjoy the defensive
1: <laughs> line talk for just another minute? Because Ace is gonna get ugly when we get there. He um, did that so
5: sly. Like, oh, he did. Let me use did. the D line did. Did. to get to he who did. I really want to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, who had
1: a good game today from what I saw. Now, I'm going to go watch the film, and this is why we have tomorrow's upon further review. But I noticed Nana really flashing as a run setter in this mm-hmm. game. He, him and Aaronsberger both. Riley Mills had a couple of them as, as well, but Nana had a couple really stout edge sets, including one where got held. I mean, he beat the guy, so they had to get held. I thought Nana had a really nice game today from what I saw. I don't know if you guys saw the same thing. Yeah. And it was nice to see, look, Isaiah Foskey has got to kind of, you know, he's got to kind of get back to, you know, he's going to need more than one move. But I'd rather see him doing what he did today with the one move than trying to use 18 moves like he's last two weeks and not do anything. Uh, this was Isaiah Foskey from last year. Yeah. And he set the edge good, well today, I thought, for the most part in the run game. But when he, when he came off and said, We're, I'm coming at you, they had no answer. There was nothing that the Cal tackles could do about it, especially in the he,
5: second half, fellas. nothing. He picked on both tackles. Yeah. It wasn't just like the left side. He picked, he, man, I'm going to get you to this, this now. Let me go to the other side and give him some. It was like he was fantastic. Like that's the guy that was projected to possibly be a first-round pick. You're like, thank you for showing up. Thank yes. you. If we had that week one and week two, we're probably two and one at worst, maybe three and oh. And you were waiting for him to come and dominate like he can. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, Ryan. The work and the depth of the interior of that defensive line is something that myself and Vince saw in practices. Like, yo, they're deeper there than we thought. You know, when you start to look at the depth chart, you're right. They've raved about the strength of Chris Smith. Oh. And how strong he is. The those guards, Sean, great. those
1: guards at Cal are not little dudes. They're yeah. big boys. Like they're 315, 330. Those are big kids, and he was yeah. manhandling them today at the point of attack. Uh, and, yeah.
3: Sean, you were talking about the offensive tackle play. I mean, did you see Brian Driscoll, man? It was a turnstile He night, was terrible baby. today. <laughs> if he spelled his name right, he'd be a better football player. <laughs> it a turnstile. That was great. That's <laughs> awesome. Awesome. The weak link was Brian Driscoll, if I do say so myself. <laughs>
5: you didn't get Ryan? Game remember,
1: remember that conversation we had today before the show? That's oh, no. Done. Oh, That's man. done. Uh-oh. So you can let your wife know you ruined that one. So yeah. uh, there uh, you go. Uh, take you know. it out of my wife. With Driscoll, who spells his name right, last week dominated Notre Dame's defensive line. So.
3: You, you basically – Brian, you are so insightful and intelligent. You basically wrote the game plan from this week, and it worked. So. Okay. I don't like the sarcasm There's that no you saying in that statement. All right, yes, done. correct. I'm if done. you look at the I'm keys done.
1: to the game, it's like they did what we said to do. That's and what I, it I wasn't being sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to yeah, mute yeah. myself. <laughs> That's probably good. He's putting himself <laughs> in the corner. Five-minute timeout. Five-minute timeout. Five-minute timeout. This Brian –
5: the second-half touchdown drive that they gave up and the run they gave up, the big run on that drive, I believe. Was that after a timeout? Wasn't that run after a timeout, if I'm not mistaken? I think so. I'm looking at it. They, they went to kind of like now. a bare front on that play, but it looked like from a TV vantage point that they were shaded away from the strength of the formation. They got out leveraged on that play. So oh, yeah, okay. I know yes, Freeman. Freeman about. was on yeah. Kaiser because he was told him. He told him you got to scrape over the top. Kaiser of him. had a horrible run fit on that. So Vince, yeah. I actually
1: said to Vince before. Vince, was that the one I looked at you before the snap and was like, they're out leveraged right now.
6: Yeah, they yes. didn't
1: see that Best. they went like they they went over like overload to the left yeah. of the offense, and the Notre Dame defense never adjusted. So, The linebacker that's on the line to me that's on the linebackers. If I'm correct, guys, normally in most defenses, the linebackers see formation strength and then they let guys know so they didn't make any adjustment Cal went to it and Kaiser scrape over Vince that's the one where I rewound him. it was like watch Jack Kaiser on this play Terrible. it was bad really and bad. you know he and then you like I didn't see that Freeman got on him but it would yeah, make he sense on the,
5: on the sideline he's told him you got to. yeah was was a, a terrible run, run fit that that terrible
3: was the run, run by 25 fit. right like Bruce yeah or something um yeah. I, that's when i texted you brian i was like that jack kaiser, you were like man. you said I, yeah kaiser oh. yuck yes that's exactly yes. the play that we're that's, talking that's about that's the yes. play man that was oh that was just terrible bad. eyes terrible bad. fit it was just terrible yeah. man it was just bad yep.
1: that was yeah. also the series where um dj brown got a personal foul yeah uh bad on that bad. play
3: you know, yeah he had a decent game otherwise too yes well
1: that's the frustrating thing with a couple of those guys right like there's a couple guys today that like, boy, if you take that really dumb play out of the way, like the guy (laughs) played pretty well today, you know, it's just like, but that's the stuff you got to clean up. I mean, because it didn't hurt you against Cal who he said is a decent team, but it'll hurt you more when you're playing teams that are better offensively, you know, Cal's good because they play really good defense. Their offense is not that good. We've said that coming into the game. Right. So, you know, you shouldn't have given up, let's be real guys. You shouldn't have given up 17 points today to this team. Like you gave up fewer than 300 yards. You shut down their run game. Like they're th- Think about this. They had – I'm trying to pull up their numbers today. And give me a second to pull up their total numbers here, guys, because I'm trying to print off uh, the final stats here from the game. And Cal finished the game with only 112 rushing yards. 297 and, total, right? Correct. And then 34 of the total yards came from their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so, and then you have the twenty-four yard run. I mean, Jade Knott, who we talked all week about how good he is, he had thirty-three yards on thirteen carries. I mean, they completely shut him down. You take out the quarterback scrambles, and they completely shut them down today. And that was the that was the frustrating thing. Is again, it was like you know you you ha- you did a really great job, and then it was that that one play, and you you kind of let him go on that. And so, and they caught some breaks today. There was a couple times where. Notre Dame got in a mismatch schematically where they put Jay not outside on a linebacker and that's the running back and they ran by him and Jack Plummer just missed uh, and but I'll say this to me I thought that schematically I liked what they did today there's a couple things you're just like you know I would have done something different there but I think overall I, I thought the game plan defensively was good I thought they were aggressive and, and not aggressive and like blitzing six to seven guys every time and Covered one, but they mixed up their coverages, but their corners were really aggressive, taking away the quick stuff. They forced Jack Plummer to go deep a lot more today than he probably yeah. wanted to. Hit a couple, but missed a lot because, as we said yesterday, he's got a very live arm, Ryan, but he's not real accurate down the field, and he missed a couple no. shots. No. And no. when they did get yards, they made him work for it a little bit in the past game, you know, for the most part. So uh I thought... We're gonna to go to the linebackers last, fellas. We're gonna skip the line Oh uh, man! <laughs> I want to. I want to talk about the good stuff today. Uh, I thought Cam Hart had two bad plays today. Mm-hmm. The pass interference, I actually, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but I, you know, if he did, I wouldn't blame him because he bit on it, and the guy did it, hit him with a double move, and right. so he just gonna put, be bangs in the guy. Right And, now, and I don't, don't think the quarterback would hit out. him, but Cam doesn't know that. Right. Right. And right. then the the touchdown, I, I thought it was a – I thought he came up and got, got bit up on the the, the outcut. It looked like they were playing a little bit of like – looked like almost like cover two, but it just – I don't know like what he was doing there. I thought he should have stayed deep, and then DJ's got to do a better job of getting off the hash. They weren't lined up yet because they were still like looking at Freeman yelling to – you know, and that's the other thing. That's, that's the one it. where Coach Freeman was yelling at them to, to review the play. I think the players were kind of waiting on them to review the play because they knew he didn't catch it. You can't do that. You got to line up and play, you know, you, you know, so that was a mistake. But outside of that, you know, I, I thought that Cam Hart looked a lot quicker and twitchier today than he did the last two weeks, which tells me the hamstrings finally yeah. back to, you know, hundred percent because he moved differently today, fellas, than he has the first two games in my opinion. And that was a good sign. And did you guys see who started at corner opposite him
2: today? Yes, I, well, I did because I was sitting next to you and you pointed it out. Benjamin yeah. Morrison. See if the other guys know.
1: Yeah, he started today. I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, the play he oh. got beat deep on, technically he didn't get beat because the guy didn't catch the ball. That was yeah. a phenomenal ball by Jack Plummer.
6: Yeah, well. I mean,
1: oh. like that was just a great ball.
2: But um, I'll also say that starting Ben Morrison uh, lit a fire under yeah. – uh, is- Although,
1: dude, that corner fire, you got to – you know, I felt yeah. like the dude from manager no, management, you know, that. you got to dunk that. I'm like, you got to sack that. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to make that play, man. I agree. Right. Like, that's one of the things I love. Palmer but you know what? Him. But you Palmer know what? Vince?
2: He saw him coming. And at the last second, right. he kind of got out of it. He baited you, him. You got you to gotta make you gotta that make play. It. But you know what?
1: There was a play later in that drive where they tried to beat him on a go route. And I think he was kind of pissed at himself for missing that. He took the re- – I don't know if they saw this on TV. He took the receiver out of and threw <laughs> him like three yards into the sideline. Yes, I was like, you know what? If you're going to miss a play like that, go make up for it a couple plays later. Yeah. I, you know what? Because every player makes mistakes. We all, we all make mistakes as players, right? Every, every star is going to make mistakes. But what do you do about it? And on that same drive, Cam was pissing himself, and he took it out on who? Cal. And that's what you want to see, guys. Absolutely. But their corner position all of a sudden looks like one of the strengths of the team right now. Which is scary. Because they were really good today. Yeah. They were really good against Ohio State. They were solid against Marshall. The worst corner they've had all year so far was Cam Hart. And he looked more like Cam Hart today. Again, a yeah. couple mistakes, but he looked a lot more, more like Cam Hart today. And mm-hmm. Clarence Lewis continues to play really good football this year, guys. He Absolutely. really does. They're not beating him deep. Well, and Tariq's been great. Yep. Uh, my wife got some great shots of Tariq. Uh, he ran. He was running right at her, like he finished like this close to her. Like so, she's got some great shots of that. Oh, but the, I uh, thought the, the secondary, the yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I didn't see Ramon a lot today, but he they need Look, to blitz him more
5: because can we, can we really please can we give Ramon his own slash honey badger package that keeps can we hey here's a thought a line of scrimmage like here's just let him blitz and play around the line of scrimmage that's his strength in, in serious sean how about you turn the base defense into him as the rover i'm cool with that too because that's his strength right he, he he's the best he knows how to blitz right. like you just see guys just slamming into the offensive lineman you can tell he waits sometimes he'll wait and then he'll see the hole open and then come and then sometimes he just comes through, but he knows how to blitz. Second week in to, a row,
1: he's had a big hit on a quarterback. Yes,
5: and get to yeah. the quarterback. And you have to be able to use that. And you're right. Man, put him at Rover.
1: Can we say something, Sean? Now, after the three games in, it makes a lot more sense why they called that double safety blitz against Ohio State.
5: Right. Yeah, they just didn't execute it again, right.
1: I, I wouldn't have done it with Tariq out of the game. Right. We've done with out exactly. of the game. But now it makes sense because you now you see, like, okay, all right, I get it. Because Ramon's right. a, a legit weapon. And yeah. Brandon Joseph played fast today. He has to finish better at the ball today. Yeah, he missed a he did couple today. of tackles in the backfield. Yeah. Yeah. A little Not out of control on a couple run fi- you know, a couple fires and yeah. then a couple stunts and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Just a little out of control. But man, he flew around today. Yep. Uh, Houston I- just flat I- fell, fell down on the corner route. I just, you know, just got to keep <laughs> yeah, your feet, yeah. man. And, oh, was uh, that him? Was that him that on was the him corner? On the corner yeah, where the where Sturdivant right. dove for it. He he. I mean, yeah. he knew what was coming. He just slipped. Yeah, and fell. He fell and down.
2: down. I mean, he he was on yeah. it out of the break, yeah. but he just he fell Can't down. do that. because yeah. a, a good
1: ball, he catches it and runs. I mean, if right. yeah. if, he, if he doesn't make him die for that, he catches it and runs it in for a touchdown. I mean, if, that, if that, Bryce Young's the quarterback on the other side, he hits that guy right out of the break. He catches it in
3: stride. He turns upfield. He scores. That right. Sturdivant kid's going to be a player, man. He's going to be a player. Yeah, he's going to be a really good player. Yeah.
1: They get a what do you guys think about the uh um,
5: going back to Clarence Lewis? I thought his best play of the day was they went um three to the right, three, three by one, yeah. isolating yep. him to the left yep. in the red zone, yep. and they tried to go at him, and he played that very well. Yeah, I think, dude, I think it was a get start event. I think it was a good start event. It was a nice yeah. play. Sean. Yeah.
1: I can't think of one time where someone's caught the ball on him with any separation. Like the only catches he's given up this year are stuff where it's just like kind of off coverage and they catch it in front of him. Like, you know, you're giving that up a little bit. But uh, like even like C.J. Stroud hit a couple of those sideline passes on him. It's like if C.J. Stroud doesn't throw absolute money balls on the sideline, it's not complete. I mean, he has been – there was no bigger whipping boy on this defense during the offseason than Clarence Lewis because of how he played in the bowl game last year. He has been steadily – Good through three games. I mean, he he has been, and and mm-hmm. I I love the fact that he made a big mistake, and he comes back on that same drive and just whips a dude, right? And that's what you want to see. Like when well, I say it's like cornerbacks are going to make mistakes, right? They're going to get beat. Well, yeah. his was on a different type of play, and he comes out the next play and he he, he gets after. It. So really been impressed with the Notre Dame secondary. They got us some stuff to clean up, but really been impressed with the Notre Dame secondary. And Benjamin Morrison is a dude. Fellas, he is a dude.
6: MyPatriotSupply.com.
3: I was just gonna say on that on that three by one set, Sean. I, actually, if I remember correctly, I think they put a tight end into the boundary too, man. So they put like yeah. a little size against Clarence too. And I, I mean, I thought that was one of the best plays I've ever seen Clarence make, man. Like it was a really good play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just to reiterate that again, like Clarence yeah, the was just playing good play ball
5: in the middle of the field against Sturdivant. Where Sturdivant yep. beat him to the inside, but he recovered. Like mm-hmm. he didn't give up. He recovered. And was able to get there when the ball arrived and knock it down with his right yeah. hand. So he's he's playing really good right now, Brian. You're absolutely right. And he, I don't know if he heard the noise and it inspired him or he just locked everything out and went to work. I, I'll, I'll bet you he heard it
1: and then did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll bet you it's both, Sean. I think he did both. He heard it.
6: Mm-hmm. But
1: here's the deal. About Clarence Lewis, you know, we've said he's not the—he's not the—he's the least talented corner they have. Just pure physical talent. It's athletic. Let me say—I shouldn't say that—he's the least athletic of all the corners that they have. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: But what I'll say is, you know, the kid just knows how to play football. He plays with an attitude, and he—he—he thinks he's better than he is, and he plays like it. And we've seen him really step up his game. And you know, he's just a guy that plays with a lot of attitude. He really does. And for a kid that got beat the way that he got beat last year, a lot he has really taken a big leap in his game. And it's been three straight games now, fellas. It's yeah. not like he had a good game today. He was right. great One, against Ohio State. Right, was pretty good against Marshall, and he was really good again today. Yeah, you know, like everybody else, clean up the mistakes, don't miss on the corner fire, right? You know, because you you get away with it against Jack Plummer, you're not going to get away with it against you know Jaron Hall, and you're not going to get away with it against you know whoever Clemson's quarterback is, you're not going to get away with it against Caleb Williams and or the postseason, but, man, I, I love the way the kid bounces back. I mean, he, he plays with a ton of confidence. This, this secondary right now, especially the corners, and then, and then you know, like R- Ramon's got some stuff to clean up. Believe me, there's other things Ramon's got to get better at. Yeah. But he they have found a niche for him yes. that he is really good at right now. And so I like what I see.
6: <sighs>
1: I've been wanting to avoid this the whole show, fellas. <laughs> Let's, Let's do it, man. Ryan, yes. you may the only one. I don't know. Ryan, because I just don't want to talk about negativity today, but it's got to yeah. be done. It's got to be done. You got, we the linebacker play,
2: play uh-huh.
1: was uh uh-huh. pretty darn good today. No, I'm kidding. It was atrocious, fellas. The, did the linebackers neg- play today? The only time they were <laughs> effective at all today was when they were called to pressure because yeah. at least they play hard. Look, they. it's not that they don't play hard, guys. They're just not good
6: yeah. right yeah. now.
1: Mm-hmm. they and, mm-hmm. and Maris Luafau is a really athletic dude that just constantly, Ryan, and you and I'm I'm setting you up because of what you texted me today, Ryan.
3: Yep. He
1: just looks lost.
3: He doesn't know what he's looking at. He doesn't know what he's looking at. I mean, Brian, I'll say this, ready? He's a he's playing like a rover, except he's playing the will position. Like that's what he looks like to me, right? Like it looks like everything is reacting slowly for him, and he can kind of work for more space, so he has time to make up the ground, right? And second level stuff happens so quick, man. That stuff happens fast. I mean, there's plays where like he's working in pursuit and he's getting contacted four to five yards down the field. I'm like, you don't know what you're doing, man. You're 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 scraping over the top. And you're not getting you're not getting any depth toward the line of scrimmage. You are just staying. De- too far away from the line of scrimmage. Like, he just doesn't know what he's doing, man. J.D. Bertrand, like, everyone's going to hyper-focus on the the targeting call, right? Everyone's going to hyper-focus on it. But the fact of the matter is, outside of the targeting call, he was not good today, like, at all. It was was bad, man. Like, the run fits are inconsistent. His eyes are inconsistent. And he has a small tackle radius, so he misses tackles so often. And Jack Kaiser, I mean, we already talked about Jack Kaiser's play, right? That was the only play where I noticed him – in a real and at all, if I'm being honest, like he was just not, I I didn't notice him at all the rest of the day, except for the one bad mistake he had. Right. So it was, it was bad, man. It was really bad. I'm almost to the point, Brian. And I know this is like super, this is me like, you know, having a a quick assessment here and being quick to the gun. I almost want to move Maris wife out of Rover. Like at this point, like, I don't, I just don't know if he's a will man. Like I just don't know if it happens quick enough and I don't know. It's just because it's this very is frustrating.
1: what Ryan. This is what you we were Sean. I'll kick it to you. Mm-hmm. This is what we were complaining about with in twenty twenty, is runs like a deer but just doesn't know where he's going. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to wonder is 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 it just that he's athletic but not a natural football player? Is he out of position? Like because the guy just does. I mean, he doesn't make any plays. He doesn't make any plays. As a will line, and you can't and, have a will linebacker that that doesn't make plays, guys.
3: And Sean, I'll I'll kick it to you in a second, but like you even mentioned the Brian's I'm about talking I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, but Brian even on even on the quarterback scramble down the sideline, right? Oh, the, the angle he, he, he was going to his, was his left, dumb. Or Jake, he, Maris Wojcik is coming over the top, and I'm like, okay, he's there. He attacks the the um inside the shoulder instead of the outside yeah. shoulder. I'm like, yeah. tack to the sideline. What are we yeah. doing here? Oh, wow. like, it's lining right. up the sideline. It's like what? it's just bad awareness, man. It's bad awareness. It's really bad. Sorry, Sean, but yeah, you you can go off too, my friend. But
5: yeah, it's just so Look,
3: frustrating, man.
5: I think for me, I don't know if you guys saw it. They actually lined him up at end in the fourth quarter a couple of times, and he, he rushed the passer pretty decently. And I'm like, yeah. maybe he's an end. Like, like yeah. just let him come off the edge right. and put him in positions that are beneficial to I, his skill set.
3: I, I think he's a rover, man. Like, I think that he's a too. rover.
1: It, I
5: think he is. But I, could he be needs, to, could he be needs to
1: play rover, and then they need to be a nickel defense.
5: Yes. You know, if that's the case, <laughs> then fine. But, look. I mean, I'm so and,
1: and, and your fifth year senior Bo Bauer, Sean. I mean, yeah. He, dude, that, his
5: play was the most atrocious to me. Like You're about the the scram the the run, how are you letting Jack Plumber pump fake you, dude? Or what he, are he, he doing? you doing?
3: Yeah, you ever seen the play where Brett Favre pump fakes someone like 10 yards downfield? That's basically what happened on that play, man. It was like, dude, Jack Plumber and Brett Farr.
5: No, <laughs> <this> <laughs> <They're> certainly not. <laughs> attack this man and get him on the ground. Like, right. what are we doing? Right. Uh, they are yeah. so. Sean they have football. Passive. They are so passive. They don't have football instincts. Yes. Yes. And I don't care. I don't want to hear another word about how smart they are. I don't oh, care. Gosh. I don't care how smart they are. Can you play? Either they're not, Sean. Either they're
1: not, or you're asking them to do way too much. One of those two things is true because they have not only have they not gotten better, guys, I would argue they've regressed each game. Like some of the mistakes they were making today, and and like you talk about, like Sean, you talk about Ramon Henderson knowing how to blitz, time up a blitz, how to get Mm -hmm. skinny, get to a blocker. It's like the linebackers on run stunts, it's like they're taught, hey, find a guy and then run right down the middle of them. Yeah. Now, the effort was there. I don't question their effort or toughness. I mean, Maris crashing into dudes today, but you know, they they all play hard. They all play hard. Yeah. There's no doubt. It's just, Yeah. yeah. Just the nuance is
3: not there right
5: now. When you pointed out multiple times last week that tackles and linebackers were in the same gap, mm-hmm. and I asked both of you guys, I was like, well, isn't that on the linebacker to come up and smack the guy on his butt? Like, get over here. Yeah. You're in the wrong gap. Right and now you you mentioned or you got and and then you got
1: to run fit off of that like it's like linebackers got to make the d lineman right and safety's got to make the linebackers right that's how run fits are supposed to happen you know what i mean like that's just am
3: i wrong ryan you're a linebacker no no you're not you're not wrong it's you you have to make whoever's in front of you right right like that's that's kind of the yet you you work off of them i mean Yes, there's a there's a designated gap that a linebacker is responsible for yeah. per snap. But like, if if something goes chaotic, you have to kind of recover. You have space to recover, right? Like that's the whole thing. It's just there. So the the first step out of a linebacker stance is called the trigger step, right? Mm-hmm. You take a six inch step up and you read and react. They have some of the slowest triggers that I've ever seen. Like it's it's bad man. It makes them look unathletic at times. And it's like I know Maraisoyfau is very athletic because then I see him chase the perimeter I'm like my dude can run there's no doubt it's just for whatever reason man it's just not working right now it's not and I mean we talked last week Brian about the offensive line needs to be on on evaluation period every day right linebacker needs to be the same way this week man like they need to every single day evaluate that position because there are some other talented players I and there's no excuse man there's no excuse you have guys like Marcus Freeman James Laurinaitis on this staff that have played the linebacker position at a high level you have a guy like al golden who just coached linebackers for the super bowl runner-ups like there's no excuse for it being this bad right now
1: that's why i think guys that the part of this is they are putting a way too much on their plates because we are seeing regression from the linebackers like they weren't that good last year but they weren't this bad yeah like they've gotten worse since last year in my opinion maris has gotten worse since 2020 the last time he played Like, that's the thing for me is like sometimes when you see that and it's again, what have I always said, guys, if one guy makes a mistake, he messed up and you got to coach him up and fix it. Right. But when the whole group is doing something and not playing well, then you've got to look in the mirror as a coach. First and foremost, fair. What what are we doing or not doing that is causing this? And if Marcus look and this is where Marcus Freeman has got to step in, fellas, because, yes, you're the head coach, but this is your baby. Yes. You know what I mean? And I know you don't want to step on Coach Golden's toes and I respect that. And I know that James Laranitis is your guy. But the reality is, is you're the head football coach. You got to step in and say, hey, fellas, we need to figure this out. And I don't know. I'm not at practice. So I'm saying maybe they're putting too much on these guys plates. Maybe I don't. But I don't know because we're not at practice. So I can't tell you that for sure. But I know cues, Sean, and there are certain things you look for when you see it position group wide yeah. that make you say, I think this might be the root of the problem. But whatever the problem is, Sean, it's up to the coaches from Coach Freeman to Coach Golden down to Coach larnitis to say, hey, look, guys, we got to get this fixed because the last two weeks we have not played very good offenses we're about to play some really good offenses where right now these 20 yard runs against them are going to turn into 60 yard touchdowns Yeah, and you can't let that stuff happen. Cause if you think Jack Plummer is going to hurt you running the football, I had some news for y'all the next, some, some of these quarterbacks are going to play the rest of the way.
2: Yeah. I know you know that.
1: what I mean? So that stuff's got to get fixed fellas, because I mean, Sean, it just, they got to figure something out, man. It can't, this can't continue. and, and,
5: yeah. Now, Junior, yeah. Junior, did, Junior to a Lamarca did get in for a series, right? Yeah. Was like he over pursued
1: on a play where they cut oh. back. But you know what, though? He read it really read well. It. Yeah. He just went over top of a guy instead of fitting. Did you see that play, Ryan? And the guy ended up, yes. it, the running back made a really he good read back. on it.
5: Yeah.
3: That was, yeah, I was good. odd, man. That was odds best run of the day. It was a nice run. Yeah. yeah. But Junior
1: read it. He just kind of fit it wrong, but at least he read it, flowed, and you can correct that. You know, you can. Yep. Hey, look, man, you got to stay here because that's the kind of play you make in high school, where you go over the top and then make that cut. But in in college football, you can't guys, guys like Jay not I, cut I, that sucker I, back.
3: I, I, I can I, I can work with guys being over aggressive because right. right now we have lack of aggressive. So right,
5: yeah, there. yeah, right. I'm with you. I'd rather pull the reins than to try to get a guy to go 100%. and be aggressive. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. And and so, and, look, and so, go ahead, Ryan. Did anybody else play? Because I, I didn't see Prince Colley. Did you? Did I, didn't Prince, I didn't see Prince. I didn't see
1: Jalen. I didn't see. No. I just we saw the we just saw the four that or five that we talked about. Yeah. And, well, yeah. somebody has
5: to play next week because well, JD's out for the right. first half. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: Junior may get a shot next week in the first half because yeah, you know sure. Bow probably starts, and then you know and then you should you know you'll see Junior rotating in. But yeah. uh, that's concerning because you know putting Bo in in that spot against that kind of defense, I'm not gonna it raises some red flags, but. Yes. You know, the thing is, like with Bo, though, it's like you know, guys, it's like, again, Bo, JD, these are veteran dudes that have played a lot of football. Am I supposed to believe that Bo Bauer is as hard as he works and as athletic as he is? Downhill, all of a sudden, stopped. You know, like took a step back, isn't working as hard, isn't. So much, you know, like so when you see the regression across the board, fellas, you got to be able to stop and say, hey, fellas, any good coach will do this, and I and I know these guys are good coaches. You got to be able to look in the mirror and say, hey, fellas, we gotta we gotta figure this thing out. I'm gonna figure this thing out, and and what are we doing? This putting these guys in this position because you can't just bench four dudes. I mean, just that's guys that's not practical. And I know that's the easy answer, and sometimes nah. we'll offer that answer. We've offered that answer at running back sure. last week. He say, "Look, they got to play Chris Tyree more. And right. They did, and he had over 100 yards of total offense. Right? I mean, or all-purpose all yards. You know, you hey, and then he set up other opportunities. You we say, "Hey, look, Tobias Merrow was going to play." Now he played a little bit today. Yeah. He got in there, blocked a couple times, Vince. Vince goes. They're just putting him in there to run block, and I was like, at least they're putting him in there. Whatever,
2: uh, you know. He, and then they he, took
1: him out and threw, you know. It but. was so
2: obvious when they took him yeah. out and they brought somebody else. in. I was like, well, now they're going to yeah. throw. The ball now they're going to throw it, and they but did. It, I think I'm they, pretty got sure they, did. they got his feet. They right. got his feet. Played in the game, which that's it. A- but you just can't like
1: them. mass. Oh, your offensive line plays like crap. Bench them all. That's not. Okay, that sounds right. good, but that's not. You can do that maybe in like Madden or something, but that's not practical in real life, guys. That's that's I do have. Up.
5: I do have one problem. Ahead, and John. this had me heated. Mm. You mentioned it. Look, man, you're a senior, and we're doing a quarterback sneak, and you get a false start, man, come take sit down. There's no way you're playing the next play, Braden Lindsey. Right. Bring your butt off the field. Right. Right now. Oh, yeah. Now, EJ, E-J-,
1: E-J-, E-J Brown would have been out of
3: the game for me, too. Same with, yeah.
1: who, and same with Jared E-J Patterson. Brown. Like, yeah. Dude, this is the second you're a captain, second Absolutely. game in a row that you've had a false start on a third down. Absolutely. Dude, What the heck? Right. What the heck? Let right. these guys know. Yeah. Like, that's we're not doing that. Because Sean, we're not doing don't Sean. Don't you believe that when you hold the veterans accountable? Yes, that, that sends exactly. a message to everybody. Yes. And this is the thing you don't trust Tobias Merriweather, Tommy Reese's words, but yet you're gonna let happen at receiver. What yes. we've seen happen from fifth-year seniors: missed yes. blocks, poor effort, false starts on third and one. A receiver, as a coach, I coached receivers most of my career. Never, ever, 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 ever is acceptable for a receiver to have a false start. No, sometimes Never. with linemen, you know, there's a cadence and all that. You can see the ball clearer
2: than anyone in yes. the country, right? You now. shouldn't even. You shouldn't even know what the cadence, it is. What the cadence is. It doesn't matter what the cadence is. It doesn't matter. You're always looking at the ball. All
3: they the time, I'm, not, having, I'm, I'm having flashbacks of coaching it. high school football and wide receivers going offsides. Man, like yeah. I'm That's having flashbacks right now. I 100% agree with that one, Ryan. I can Ugh. tell you that. I can,
2: yeah. Tell
5: like it's a quarterback sneak. Right.
3: Yes. Like you don't even have to stand move. There.
5: Just stand Just stand
2: there. 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 when they were when, when they were on the goal line and they were in thirteen personnel, and I think it was when Jaden Thomas and fell. And yeah, and Jaden Thomas was the only wide receiver in, and he was split out. He didn't even move for like three straight plays. Because everybody in the stadium knew they were going to run it up the middle, which they should have, and they ended up – Which I don't like, by the way. drives me nuts because how do I know if the
1: fade's there if you're just going to stand there? Right, right. right. He stood there for
2: three straight plays, basically. I mean, don't jump off sides. Just stand there. I don't care.
1: yeah. so, Salty Virginia Peanuts said this. He said, I'll bet the O line was told at halftime that if anyone had a false start in the second half, they would not play for the rest of the year. I don't remember any false starts in the second half, you guys, but no, would either. it shock I me mean. if Harry Heestand said something like that? No. Yeah, no. Four <laughs> freaking false starts in the first half, guys. No, I'm again, sorry. Hold on. Clean. Hold on. It was Patterson, Carell, Fisher, and Lindsey. Four. Yes. Four false starts in the first half, three from the yeah. offensive line. Oh, yeah, that was that
3: was my favorite, too. Zeke Correll with a with yeah. a false start. What? Now, what? look,
1: in, in fairness, in fairness, <laughs> we have seen this before when a quarterback replaced. Remember Deshaun's first start against Georgia Tech in 2015 and Ronnie Stanley had like three false starts? You guys remember that? Because there is a different cadence. You know, sure. a quarterback has a different inflection point, you know, things like that. But still, though, I mean, you know, you, you've had all week to work on this. Right. I mean, so so I, I'll I'll somewhat give a pass for the three of them, but mm-hmm. you can't you can't blame that last week on Jared Patterson one last week on that because he did the same thing last week. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll give that to Blake, you know, young guy, you know, first time playing with Drew Pine. But this isn't the first time Jared Patterson and Zeke Carell have played with Drew Pine. No, you know, right. I mean, it's just right. it's not so right. That was frustrating, but overall, guys, I it's, let's talk special teams for a minute because Brian Mason has done a, I mean, a phenomenal pitching. job so far. And and now again, Blake Group, you got to make that kick, right? But absolutely, um, that that's that's I mean, he, those he type of things. But counted, but, but yo, I mean, John Sot averaged thirty nine yards a punt last year at Harvard. Like, were they only letting him kick from midfield? I mean, be. you know what I mean. Like, Had to be that dude
3: has yeah. a leg.
1: Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, group groupie's mean, got a better leg than I thought too, man. Yes. Now nah, he killed that hey, forty-seven distance yarder. Was not his killed
1: problem it. on that kick, fellas. Nope.
3: No.
2: And what what did the one he made? How far was the one he made?
3: That was four. That, that was forty-seven, and 45.
2: that was halfway up the that. The one he yeah. did that was ease. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about oh, no it.
1: Question. No, no question. No question. He did that with ease.
2: We can put that to bed. Like the leg strength thing. Let's put that to bed. He can hit. From distance, right? I, yeah. I mean, that, that one that he hit with from 47 looked like it would have been good from 57. I mean, it was uh, halfway, about, it was halfway, not up 50, halfway up in that
1: not 52, probably I mean, not 52
2: it, at least. Yeah. It, it cleared it no problem. Yeah. So, hey, we'll we'll take it, right? So, I, I will not feel as, yeah, maybe from a left to right standpoint, but not a distance. Yeah.
1: Point, People you know. say Notre Dame needs to get more transfers. Well, the special teams are certainly benefiting from transfers, that's <laughs> for
3: darn sure. You <laughs> did, you see, did you see John John Sot's little? Uh, he had a little a little, a little dance punt? after one. Uh-uh. Punt. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh okay, yeah. all right. Let's hey, you know, know what? You keep too, like that.
1: You can you can dance however you want after a punt, man. I love you know, it. Do whatever you it. want. You keep kicking like that.
5: Yeah, yeah I think, so think Goofy, the one this. On the one he missed was the same direction that the uh, cow kicker missed in, yeah. And that was mm-hmm. into the wind. The wind was yeah. coming across. And They yeah. both so it took both balls. That. It took they, both balls. They, left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Both the left, but then he yeah.
1: also make the his the one he made yes. was also into that. He direction did too. So he learned, from yeah, he learned from but the it was yeah.
5: yeah, yeah, but yeah. on the opposite side, he
1: kicked it right and it came back yeah. instead of kicking it center and it went oh yeah. out. So I and mean, he learned so yeah, really, really well done, really well done. But yeah, Brian Mason has that group playing. I mean. I love the fact I, I'm a big proponent, guys, of just kick it out of kicking into the end zone. Don't mess around. Start yeah, you off. may pin him inside yeah. the twenty, but you also run the risk of just just freaking kicking into the end zone. Like, yeah. I, and I love the fact that they're doing that. The punt coverage has been excellent. I mean, the yeah. only one that they had a good return on today was the one where he literally outkicked the coverage. You yes. just boomed the heck out of that one. Yeah, and and um, you know, so I I thought they've done a really good, and even then they recovered pretty well. You know, mm-hmm. I thought the coverage were covered pretty well. So I you know, they were they weren't they weren't leaky at all in the PAT field goals. I didn't see I didn't notice that at all, guys. Like I didn't even on the you know, even on the um the deep ones. And did you guys notice Groupie doesn't have much of an approach on those forty plus yard field goals? Do you guys notice no, that? He does he doesn't he really has a compact. really quick compact approach. so so he's not like trying to muscle it up there you know have a long stride i mean that's what i'm saying like it's a real you'd (laughs) think like a little kid like that would kind of need a couple
3: extra steps he's like five seven a buck fifty maybe i I can't wait until he get met he gets measured at the combine of the pro day it's gonna be fantastic i can't wait he's he's got a really
1: he's got a really fast powerful leg for a guy that doesn't take a lot of, of doesn't have much, I'm like I'm like, does he know it's from forty five out? Like the one he missed, because I'm like I'm like this dude's like only he like took just too little, like a half a one and a half step act and one and a half step out. And I'm like, I don't think this kid knows that this case forty five <laughs> yard, <laughs> boom. I'm like, okay, I'm I'll you. shut up now. This is why I don't talk about special teams. Vince, <laughs> Vince,
3: you re- Vince, you remember when we were at that open practice though, and like the ball was exploding off his foot. I'm like, oh, he's got a little more but than he, I thought. He, he wasn't did,
1: making man. anything. That's the and that's the funny thing is what's the one thing you all, all of you, all three of you, complained about in the spring and fall was the kickers suck, right? But group when the lights are bright, groupie has been money, fellas. He's been good, and John side has been
2: tremendous. Ball always exploded off his foot, like like Ryan yeah. said. I mean it make it, it's just a different sound when you yeah. hear his ball, when you hear his foot hit the ball, right? And it it's it also because it was indoors and yeah. there's kind of an echo and that kind of a thing, but it just sounded different than yeah. the other kickers, right? So for whatever reason, he just has a good leg swing and he makes it happen. So yep. as long as he keeps making it happen, I'll be a happy person. Yep. Yeah.
1: Last thing, uh, guys, for me, I have to share this, and we're going to get to some super chats and questions here in a little bit and then let you guys wrap up. But uh, I was at the stadium today, and I and we were going to meet a couple hours. breakdown people, got a chance to meet some folks as we walked around campus a little bit, uh, but got a chance to listen to Manti talking to the crowd uh, before hmm. the game, before the player walk with Coach Freeman, and uh, got a great ovation. And then before the game, and if anyone was at the stadium, they saw this, Manti presented the flag to the, what's it? The color guard. Is Irish. that what they call them? Irish, Irish guard. guard. Presented them the American flag for the national anthem. And they, they were talking about him and, and talking about his accolades and all that stuff. And the Notre Dame crowd went insane. And I got to tell you, man, it warmed my heart and to hear the crowd embrace him the way that they did. And then to see Manti have the emotional reaction. he had, I don't know if they showed it on TV guys, but it watching did. him cry the way he did, like he needed that so bad. And it, and I don't know yeah. if they showed this, but after the, after the anthem, he just grabbed his wife and just like held her. Like you could, you could just see like, he needed that so bad. He needed to feel that love so bad. And um, it was awesome to see that. It was great oh, yeah. to see Notre Dame embrace someone who, and and I'm hoping that now we can now start remembering him for the, tremendous football player that he was and not the other crap yeah. but the way he was embraced, notre dame nation y'all in people are at the game y'all did y'all did yourselves and the the university and the football team and manti proud today you really there did because it was and they announced him twice and both times the crowd went absolutely bonkers like and we can't really hear the crowd well in the press box oh you can catch. hear them yeah. Oh, I mean, you can easily hear them in the press box, guys. It was awesome. That's he great. needed it. Notre Dame needed it. It was an awesome moment. And they got a dub. They got a dub with Manti uh, in attendance. So.
3: Can, man, can Manti come play linebacker? Seriously.
2: Dude, he, he looks probably, like he still can. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he, I, I think they gave him a medium shirt because yes. <laughs> dude was busting out of it. Like, he could definitely yes. suit up right now and be just fine. Yeah. <sighs> yes. Yes, that was great to see. So,
1: Sean, we'll start with you. We'll go to Vince and then Ryan. Just final thoughts uh, on on what you guys saw today. Obviously, we'll spend all week talking about what comes next and the airs improvement, but just final takeaways from today before we go into the super chats and the questions here at, at, at the end of this.
5: Hey, you did what you had to do to get a win. Yeah. We could sit up here and talk about what needs to be improved, worked on what we saw was a team support their quarterback. Yeah which is what we wanted them to do the first two weeks, and unfortunately, they weren't able to do it. And we saw some miscues. We've talked about it with the leadership, but the leadership mostly in the fourth quarter, when they were needed, stepped up and made the necessary plays to secure a win. And, you know, with Notre Dame this year, it didn't surprise me that it went down to the last couple of bounces in the end zone to finally figure out who won the game. But Shout out to uh, Notre Dame breaking the seal and getting Drew Pine and Marcus Freeman their first wins as so coach just, and starter.
1: Just to speak to Sean's point in the fourth quarter, you had Isaiah Foskey had a fourth and 10 sack that ended a drive where he got held like a champ, but he just reached out and just pulled the guy down. And then the next yeah. series, third and 10, Jason Ademiole and Foskey both get to the quarterback for a big sack as well. And so like, we, what what do we say, guys? Sean, you and I talked about this. Diff- last year's team, when somebody needs to step up and make a play to win the game, they stepped up and made a play. We saw more of that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. saw more of that today, yeah. and especially from those two guys. That's a great sign, great sign.
2: Yeah. Uh, Vince,
6: yeah.
1: go ahead, man.
2: Uh, Zach Martin kind of steals my thunder here. Improvements on both lines was the story. I completely agree. We saw improvement from the offensive line. We saw improvement from the defensive line. They're going to go as far as those two lines take them, period, end of discussion, yep. because you got a guy in Drew Pine who I think is going to get better. As the season progresses, as he gets more comfortable, because the dude was amped when he started the game and it showed right in a negative way, he's going to get better. He's going to get better. And I thought Tommy Reese did a really good job of play calling and game planning to fit what the skill set that Drew Pine had today. Right? I think he's got more than he showed today, but it fit what he did today, which, which that takes some intuitive, you know, play calling. And I thought Tommy did a really good job. Again, I said at yeah. the beginning of the show, and I'll say it now, we banged Tommy for the last 2 weeks on the on the game plan. He had a great game plan and they executed yep. it today. So execution on the lines and the game plan by Tommy is my takeaway from this game.
1: He had to get creative today and he yep. did get creative. My whole yep. thing is let's do it when you don't need to do it. And that'll make even better is yes. is my thing, Vince, but yep. yes. Yep. Yes.
3: Ryan, be, before Herman Edwards was the director of the Sun Devil uh, dumpster fire that is out there in Arizona state. He once said, Brian, you play to win the game, right? They won the game. That's all right. that matters at the end of the day. I'm excited though, to see improvements just moving forward because Notre Dame hasn't really played a good game yet, right? Like no. they haven't, they won today. And I, I do not think they were overly impressive in any phase. If we're being no. completely honest, like they were better in a lot of areas, obviously that's why they won the game, but Notre Dame still has a lot of potential for this season. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how they continue to progress. This was, what do we call it? The week of growth, right? right. It was yeah. growth.
0: So yeah. let keep right. going now.
3: Exponential growth. Well, we've heard, well, they should have won. They could have beat Ohio
1: State. They could have beat Marshall, but they didn't. And now people right. are saying, understandably, man, they could have lost today. But finally, they could have, but didn't. Right. And now you need to, with as the head cool. coach, Marcus is okay, let's now push the buttons to build on this. Right. And now it's because what I'm doing is I'm taking every mistake in my film session. tomorrow. I'm taking every dumb mistake that they had, every third down penalty, every ball that got thrown into the ground, every bad contain everything. Say, fellas, we just beat a team that had won six out of eight games and we did this and we did this. This is me with the clicker. All right. (laughs) We We did this. 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 And I mean, it's a long line of dumb things that they did today. And I'm saying, but fellas, we still got a W over a Power 5 team that's won six out of eight games. Imagine what we can be Mm -hmm. if we can fix these things. And that's the message, right, is enjoy the win. But, guys, we are capable of so much more. That's the difference between results-oriented and process-oriented, right? And if Coach Freeman is the latter, then then this is going to be the beginning of this team going on a run because, you know – you go on the road next week. It's you against the world, and all those other type of things. Uh, I want to see how this team responds to you've got you. They handled they em, they embarrassed themselves last week, fellas. I'm going to talk about the loss, how they lost. They embarrassed themselves, and we were like, well, we'll, we'll see what kind of character this football team yeah. has. And fellas, they showed me like execution wise, not there, right? Mm-hmm. But passion, fire, heart, making plays they needed to make getting your butt chewed out on national TV as a quarterback and then rallying by like completing like 10 of your <laughs> last 11 passes. Right. And again, was he throwing a bunch of bombs? No, but he was getting the job done. That's all right. He managed the game, get the win. I have 11 all of and half,
2: half, you told me, right. Oh I mean, yeah.
1: ten. Of, and then the, the one miss was the ball he threw behind the brain Lindsay. Again, it wasn't a lot of long throws, but he got it done. Right. And, and that's the thing to me is this team, i'm ticked about the veterans making the mistakes but this team the one thing i not i did not quite even from the guys that didn't play well today fellas i never questioned boy this guy's not focused today this guy's not bringing it today this guy's not playing hard to get this guy doesn't want it right not once did we think of that not once did i question that execution problem fix it but the, the fire was there today. And I think we learned something about the team that way. Now we have to learn what are you going to do when you ha- – now that you have some success, can you build on it or do we take a step back, right? And, and that's what we're going to find out.